So how do you feel like, and this is probably going to kind of wrap up our discussion. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I guess one other thing I want to ask is how are you dealing with this time? And specifically in relation to your job, it sounds like you're a little frustrated with like not being able to engage them and pull them in and have conversations. Yeah. Um, But how are you dealing also just like with your daily work schedule and like, what's that like and all Um, of that? Cool. So I think my goal, you know, when this whole thing started, I kind of had to evaluate like, what, what are my goals as an educator? Like, do I normally just teach to the standards? Am I normally just teaching so that they'll pass the state test? Yeah. Oh, well, this is a great opportunity for them to learn for the sake of learning, right? And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, if they don't have access and all this stuff, like, you just kind of have to evaluate, like, what are my goals? And so my goal as an educator right now is to provide them with something that gives them some structure. So it's not going to be my best, taught lesson and the most engaging but it might be something that gets them to get online and get engaged for an hour and then you know from 10 to 11 every day and then that's what I'll expect and I'll tell them like I'm going to check your grades at 3.50 in the afternoon so and what I really love about this is that we've been able to come up with hey okay so I'll call them and they'll tell me about their day and what they have going on and so then each kid is getting to do their work at whatever time works for them. And so some kids are like, you know what, I've been sleeping till two in the (laughs) afternoon and I'm really about ready to do work at like 8 p.m. And I'm like, okay, you do that from eight to nine, you do your work and Mm -hmm. I'll get on the next day and I will check it. And you know, sometimes I'll get emails in the middle of the night, like, so-and-so completed their work, 3.43 a.m. And right. I'm like, you know what, at least <laughs> yeah. they engage at least they're doing with the it. content. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has been kind of neat. You know, when we talk about, like, giving them skills so that they can be, like, an informed and contributing member of society, I think this is really putting them to the test of, hey, you've got so much freedom now. Yeah. And are you going to be able to, you know, take... Manage your time. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really neat to work with the kids and, you know, just catch up with them. And then they tell me what they've been doing all throughout the day. And like, yeah, it really works for me if I do work better here and there. And yeah. that's just been really neat. So um, my work day, to answer your question about that, my work day looks like... Um, not really having to do anything till 10, so that has been kind of a <laughs> That plus. has been really nice. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll get up and have my quiet time, and, you know, I can be reading my Bible and doing a devotion for, like, an hour, whereas yeah. normally I would rush it really quick in the morning or try to do it during my planning, which you know how planning is. You get pulled away. And oh, yeah. People meetings. ask you to do things, yeah. meetings, this and that, mm-hmm. so... That's been really good. And my first call, I have a call with a student at 10 every day. He and his mom and his dog, Chocolate. Um, (laughs) And so we have a call every day at 10. And then I have another call at 1030. Um, And then I usually have meetings like with staff and with other teachers at 11. I have another call at 1. So I usually have like a nice long lunch break. Yeah. In the middle of the day, which, you know, normally we don't, or we have lunch duty, or yeah, right. you know, you're helping a kid, or yeah. you just don't really have a lunch. Also, we can go to the bathroom whenever we want. 
Yeah, going to the bathroom whenever you want is a big deal for a teacher. I'm really going to miss that when things go back to normal. Yeah, I'm going to miss that, yeah. Yeah, so that's been really nice, Um, which I've also found myself, this is kind of interesting, I've also found myself drinking a lot more water, which Mm. is really good for me. Yeah, because you don't have to go to the water fountain and fill it up or whatever in between. Yeah, and I don't like like drinking as much water during the day because then I'm like, well, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, now I'm like, I'm going to drink so much water. Um, So, on my lunch break, I'll usually make a little lunch, um, maybe do something, you know, that I had been wanting to do, or just, you know, check emails, like that kind of thing. Um, Maybe go outside, get some sun, take a walk. And then I usually have meetings in the afternoon um, with staff and other students until, like, four. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of like... I mean, I, I don't want to say, yeah, this is great, but, like, I guess in terms of, like, self-care and just having time to, like, rest, yeah, this has been kind of, like, a forced Sabbath. Like, I feel like yeah. the Lord is just, like, okay, like, you're going to rest because there's literally nothing else yeah, you to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're not running around. Yeah, I, I'll admit, like, I have really enjoyed this time just for, like, the way that I get to pan out my day. Yeah. Um... I mean, obviously, you know, I would rather this not all be happening, Um, but it is nice, like, as a teacher, because we are so used to being, quite honestly, overworked and underpaid, and I finally feel like I'm able to have time to do what I need to do, and I don't need to be, like, running on an empty... I feel like sometimes I'm running on empty fuel, and... Exactly. So, yeah, it has been a kind of restful period, and I also think... Like, people are starting to appreciate teachers more, I've yeah. noticed. I think with the homeschooling right. troubles, I've noticed more parents on social media being like, help, my kids are driving me crazy. Yeah. And like, teachers, how do you do it? That, right. Which is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so. so too. A little more appreciation. Well, my final question for you is, how do you see God kind of working through this period of time and that can be more from the perspective of like like globally like for all of humanity it can be more from the perspective of like education or your personal feelings about it just how do you see God being involved in all of this yeah um coronavirus yeah yeah um I definitely think for people who are believers it's given us time to really just to spend time with him um, and just talk with him more and just be in the word more and really rest in the Lord. I think that's another saying that we, you know, rest in the Lord, rest in the Lord. Well, usually I'm just go, 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 yeah. go. And yes, yeah. I have small group and yes, I have church and yes, I serve, but like, that's just it. Like we're always going and doing. Yeah. We're rarely just sitting in the presence of the Lord and, like, waiting on Him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is growing a lot of trust in the fact that, man, as much as we try to control things in our lives, we really have no control over anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm so grateful that I have a God who's sovereign and who is in control and is allowing this to happen, I believe, so that his name will be magnified and that his name will be made great and that people who feel like they have nowhere else to turn finally recognize 
Yeah, nothing else can save me or satisfy my aching soul mm. other than Jesus and Jesus alone. Right. Um, and I think having, I think, you know, sometimes having gospel conversations can feel kind of awkward or forced well, or stifled. Yeah uncomfortable and so I'm just not going to yeah. say anything mm -hmm. I think this has really lent itself easily to like mm. man this world is broken mm -hmm. like God loves the world as it is but he is not content to leave it this way right and that's why he sent us a savior and that's why we have the hope and the promise that he's coming back yeah because this world is just like I mean I you know you and I were even talking about that this morning in terms of um, just some things happening in the news, right? Yeah. And just how broken and how painful this world really is. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as we have moments of joy and we have a connection with another human and we have love, and I think it does, you know, going through something like this as a, as a global pandemic just is kind of a wake-up call. Yeah. That, like, this world is not gonna last forever yeah it's temporary and we don't have any bit of control over any of it um so when we put our faith in the lord that he's sovereign and he's got this and man you know i don't really understand what he's doing mm -hmm. i don't but that's where that faith piece of it comes into play i think if we always understood god's plans then we wouldn't really need to trust and we wouldn't really need faith because oh we would just know it you know yeah. um I think that our our prayer lives have probably become a lot stronger. Um, yeah. Just thinking about having time to really talk with the Lord. and um, You know, we can pray, God, please take away this coronavirus. But I think it's important to say, God, take away this coronavirus so that, and then fill in the blank. Because that, that purpose, just taking away the coronavirus in my mind is kind of shallow like yeah. yes heal people that is great like i don't want people to die but more so it's i don't want people to die without the knowledge of jesus christ right. so in this coronavirus so that your name will be great and so that your power will be known to all of those people throughout the world who don't have hope and who are lost whether it's my students going through stuff or people going through the coronavirus i think the message is the same but right. God is good, and we need to know him, and we need to make his name great. Yeah, I think I was just, I was on my computer trying to find um, a phrase that I really like from the Book of Common Prayer, which is the, like, order of service that we use in the Episcopal Church, and there's a quote um, that, uh, something about how you need to hold fast to those things that are enduring and not the things that are passing away. Yeah. Right? So I think what you were saying about this virus is... Like, what really struck me is when you said, like, we realize that, like, our world is temporary, and so much of what yeah. we cherish is, unfortunately, temporary. Yeah. And so, that sort of, we're reminded that God is that only source of hope, right? right. Or He is the, the deepest and, and most dependable source of hope that we have, yeah. right? There's nothing else. Right. Um, and unless we have moments like this... You know, we, we don't always remember that. Yeah. We, we're not always cognizant of that. So even if it's just growing our awareness of that mm -hmm. every day, I think is is maybe one bright side that we can see yeah. to, to all the pain and, and suffering. And, and just 
the fact that God, that we know that God is with us through it, right? It's not going to be, not everyone is going to live, not, you know, there's Mm going to be tragedies, there's going to be horrible things that happen, but just knowing that Jesus is with you along that path. Yeah. Um, and, and that there is the promise of, of heaven, right, or of God's kingdom at yeah. the end of all of it. Right. Um, yeah, I think is, exactly. is really assuring. Yeah, so. and I think it's interesting when we go through tragedy, sometimes we see, oh, oh, ugh, this is such a, where, God, like, where is this coming from? You know, like, why are you allowing this to happen? And I think it's interesting because there's a verse in John, I think it's chapter 16, verse 33, where he says, in this world, you will have trouble. Like, yeah. he promises us that we will have trouble. But the last part of the verse says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. So even though there is darkness and there's brokenness, we know that this battle is already won. We're still in the midst of it. Like, we know how the story ends, and yet we're still here on this side of heaven. And, you know, there are days when I'm like, I just long for heaven because I want all of this stuff to end. Mm. Um but I think that's pretty selfish of me as somebody who knows where I'm going when I die. I think that Jesus hasn't come back yet to have mercy on those of, those of us who don't know him yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think this whole coronavirus thing has kind of shifted my, my longing for, oh, okay, God, just end this. But like, okay, God, allow me to see what you're doing here in my life and the lives of the people around me so that they can be drawn to you and so that our hearts would be so tethered to yours that like something like this doesn't shake us, but it excites us, not in a morbid, yay, disease way, but in a like, man, God is the only one who's in control and he's holding me in the palm of his hand. Yeah. And, and he's allowing me to have these conversations with people who don't know him, not because of anything to do with me, but so that his name will be manifested throughout the world. Yeah. And I think... Um like one thing Taylor like as as you've talked about kind of your tradition specific Christian tradition that really stands out to me that I think is really cool Mm -hmm. that I think we in more mainline denominations are trying to get more of Mm -hmm. is this evangelizing kind Mm of um that's something that I think uh I know me and other Episcopalians I tend to know it it we don't always tend to know how to best evangelize um Mm -hmm. Our presiding bishop, Bishop Curry, he's very much about, like, um, the Jesus movement is what he calls it. So, like, he started having revivals at churches and, like, doing some of these things that I think for a while we were scared to do. Right. So, I like, I'm just, I just want to say I'm inspired by the emphasis on evangelizing and going out and spreading the word. Yeah. Um, And doing so in a way that respects the dignity of every human being, right? Which is another... Uh, phrase from the book of common prayer but but doing so in a way that's like effective and yeah. that and and truly like we are all missionaries right like that yeah. is our calling as christians is yeah. to be missionaries so i love what you said also about like how teaching is kind of your mission field or you yeah. see that as your mission field and right. i think part of what i have felt like during this time is that god is calling us to make earth in, into as much of God's kingdom as it can be, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in other words, to collapse heaven and earth together. Mm-hmm. So make earth as much like heaven as it can be, yeah, right? Because I think we're called to do that as well. And I think that's what you're doing, and I think that's what a lot of other people are doing right now. And, and so 
yeah, there is a lot of there is a lot of pain and suffering, and there is also a huge calling to mission and yeah. to um, evangelism and to um, spreading the good news and um, and building up the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I think you kind of summed that up all really nicely at the yeah. end of that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we have come to the end of our time together, but Taylor, I just want to thank you again for sharing and being vulnerable with us and letting us know like mm-hmm. how this time has been impacting you and, um, and just kind of how your faith journey has continued throughout this time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for having me. Of I'm course. I'm honored. Um, yeah. I mean, Come back you know, whenever. Yeah, seriously. I'm here all day, every day. Yeah, you're literally here all day, literally every day. Literally here all day, every day. Yeah. 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 So, um, but thank you to our listeners for listening and um, be sure to tune in to our next few episodes where we will be featuring more young adults in the church from uh, Central North Carolina and look forward to seeing you all then. Thanks for listening. episode of and also with y'all distancing diaries again thanks to our co-host eliza brinkley and thanks to taylor for sharing your story for your vulnerability and for sharing what it was like to grow up in the denomination that you grew up in and what your life is currently like as a person who is a member of the southern baptist convention and a member of Summit Church. It's always good and always interesting to hear how we as followers of Christ, who we are all trying to make sense of what is going on around us, it's always interesting to hear what it's like from a different perspective of someone from another denomination, from someone who is reading the same scriptures as us and interpreting it and seeing it just a little differently. While we may disagree about certain theologies or liturgies or certain aspects of scripture even we still are trying to be a people as followers of the way as people who follow in the way of love of following christ so thanks again thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of distancing diaries checking in with another young adult who is also trying to make sense of life right now, trying to make meaning and figure out what's next. Thanks a lot for listening.